overrated, man. I hope that today finds you having a fantastic day as you're getting ready to wrap it up and wind down for the evening um, here on the 21st of December. So as I've been reflecting this week on the spirit of, of Christmas and what it's really about, um, putting Christ in your, in your heart and thinking about him and, and what the spirit of Christmas really is, I, I thought, you know, what am I going to talk to the men about later this week? And so I've kind of been waiting. And then late yesterday, the Lord put on my heart um, the prophecy of his coming. And so there, there's quite a few of them, but um, I, I read Micah 5.2, and I'm going to read it here for you in a minute. And, and I, you know, started thinking, well, okay, Lord, that's, that's what I'll talk about. I'll talk about your prophecy, your, your prophecy of love. And, and what it says here in Micah 2, it says, But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathen, Though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth are from of old, from everlasting. And what Micah is prophesying is the forecoming of Jesus Christ. And so I titled the message Prophecy of Love because the coming of Jesus in my mind is the prophecy of love, right? This is this is one of the prophecies of love. First um, Corinthians thirteen tells us that the greatest gift is love, and then John three says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son." So the greatest gift we could ever give to anyone in this season of giving is the gift that God gave us, which is Jesus Christ. The greatest gift of love. He loved us so much that he gave us his son, his first fruits. And Jesus became the first fruits of the new covenant. So when I was thinking about the other, about the prophecy of Jesus's first coming, and, and how much he, he's done for us in, in this life, right? Um, he gave us the gift of salvation and wholeness through, through the blood that he shed on the cross and living his, his sinless life. He gave us that gift, more love. And so I started thinking about that's all the great things that we got with his first coming. We got the gift of salvation, um, love, the, the just God's love pouring out over us. We get wholeness. We get to be work on our sanctification and be sanctified through life. And so I started thinking about um, if that's what we got at his first coming, what do we get at his second coming? And so I started looking at the prophecy of that. And so I'm going to read a couple more um, prophecies here from the New Testament this time. And it says here, Luke writes in, in Acts 1, I'm going to read Acts 1, 9 through 11. And this is just after Jesus um, ascended into heaven. It says here, now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. 
And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come to you in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. So they're prophesied that, yeah, he might have just ascended into heaven, but in like manner he is going to descend from heaven at some point in the future. Right? And he's talking about the second coming there. So Jesus himself tells us a little bit about uh, this as well. So if you, you thumb over to Matthew 24, 30, and 31, Jesus says here, Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then will all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with the power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. And they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. So Jesus tells us that, that he's going to come, you know, that the Son of Man will come from the clouds to come down at the sound of a, a great trumpet, right? So who else prophesies about this? Let's thumb on over here and see what Paul has to say about it. So in 1 Corinthians 15, uh, I'm going to read 51 and 52. Paul writes here, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall all be changed. So Paul's telling us here that at the last trumpet, the, the dead will be raised incorruptible. Um, so he also mentions over here, in, and I'm going to thumb over to 1 Thessalonians 4, and I'm going to read verses 15 and 16. More prophecy about the second coming, right? More love from Christ. He says, for this we say to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord by, will by no means precede those that are asleep. So he's, he's saying that, we, that those that are alive will not precede those that, that are dead. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Oh my goodness, again, just, just reemphasizes that, 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 that at the trumpet, that the dead will rise incorruptible, right? So, so what does John say about this? He says in Revelations 1-7, Behold, he is coming with the clouds and every I will see him. He does not say some eyes. He doesn't say the chosen eyes or the called eyes. He says every eye will see him. And then if you thumb over to Revelations 19, 11, it says here, Now I saw heaven open up, and behold, a white horse. 
And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and his head were and on his head were many crowns. And he had written and he had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name was called the Word of God. And the armies of heaven, clothed in fine linen and white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, and with it he should strike at the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of, of fierceness with the wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh, his name is written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So, man, um, God loved us so much that not only did he send Jesus once, he came here and he and Jesus died for us to give us the gift of salvation so that we may have eternity which comes later right and so the lord will come a second time as king of kings and lord of lords and he's going to give us much better gifts than he's already given us he's going to give us a thousand year reign on earth he's going to give us a new heaven a new earth and eternity with him and so man i just ask you as, as you reflect on the season this year and what Christmas really is, let's celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, the first fruits of the new covenant and what he's done to us. Let's honor him. Let's teach him to our children and to those around us. Um, I don't know about you guys, but for Christmas Eve, we're going to sit down and we're going to go through Luke 2 and we're going to read some other scriptures and we're just going to really talk about and emphasize Christ's birth and celebrate what he's done for us. So men, uh, that's my, my word for you this evening. Um, I hope it, it helps you in, in your walk and I hope it helps you with, with understanding how much love God truly has for us. So uh, you guys have a fantastic evening. And if I don't see you at church and you're not in the local area, um, Please find a church to go to and uh, spend some time with some folks and just celebrate and honor God. All right. Love you all. You have a fantastic evening.